0: Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 4, That Awkward Moment, from 2014. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this is, I don't even think it's close, the worst movie that we've done so far.
1: Yeah, for sure. This one was as bad as we imagined it would be, for sure.
0: It's directed and written by this guy, Tom Gormican who has never written anything else, has never directed anything else. <laughs> I see uh, why. <laughs> he's apparently an actor in here. He plays a waiter. I don't know what huh. waiter.
1: When was there even f- like a waiter in the... I guess maybe if they're at like the coffee shop or whatever, but...
0: I have no idea. I feel like they're always at restaurants. Yeah, they not, are. Like, for no reason.
1: Yeah, they definitely
0: are. Uh, he has special thanks in two different movies that came out this year. And well, he was they? a co-Frank and Lola, and so good to see you. Frank and oh. Lola is... Oh, another movie starring Imogen Poots, who's in this one. That's and a sweet so good name, to s- by the way. It is a sweet name, and So Good to See You is a 10-minute short starring Sienna Miller, so who knows? Yeah. But the only other credit he has on IMDb is as a co-producer for this movie, Movie 43, which I think you said you don't know what it is? Yeah,
1: I don't know what Movie 43 is, and when you mentioned it earlier, I, I had no idea what you're talking about.
0: Which is for the best, because it's a really terrible movie that came out in 2013, and it's just like a bunch of shorts. Oh, this like, is it one
1: of these vignette movies that has, like, 50,000 actors, yeah. but nothing really happens, and they all kind of, like, collide for, like, four seconds, and then it just... Well,
0: it's not like the Gary Marshall, like, it's not like Mother's Day or Valentine's okay. Day or New Year's Eve, it's like, if you look at the lineup, like, you know, the actors in it, you're like, oh, wow, like, how are all these people in one movie? And then you watch the movie, Thanks. and it's just, you know, like, five different people made short films, and they jammed them all together, and it is, like, offensively bad really really terrible
1: this isn't the one where the um is wolverine in it what's his name
0: yeah wolverine's in it is this the one where he has
1: balls on his neck
0: that sounds like something
1: yeah, I think that that's it. Like He is like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Zach was just talking about this movie. Zach Efron? No, no, my friend Zach, sorry.
0: All I remember about this movie is that there's one sort of funny sketch, kind of, where it's like superhero speed dating. There's like these short films sort of in between the the, the longer sort of short films, like just sort of like commercials, and those are actually kind of funny. But the rest of it's terrible. So like, this guy who wrote and directed that awkward moment has never done anything else in Hollywood aside from help get that movie made, so with with that alone, you know that we're off to a uh, sort of a bad start.
1: Yeah, the 23% on Rotten
0: Tomatoes is definitely felt throughout this movie, for sure. But isn't that a higher rating, or is it a lower rating? What did Dirty Grandpa get? I don't remember. Was Dirty Grandpa like 30 or 40? I either remember you saying it was 10, or in the 30s. I don't remember what it actually wound up being.
1: Yeah, I don't remember it either, but this is pretty 10%. Oh, 10? 10? Yeah, see, but 10 is like, you're at the cusp right there, where like, if it's 10... That's, like, so bad that it could be good, whereas, like, 25 is like, oh, this is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, the pinnacle of, like, it being actual shit.
0: Well, before we talk about this movie at length, I do want to mention quickly that we're not going to have, we sort of teased last episode, or maybe yeah. the last two episodes, that we were going to do a Neighbors 2 episode now, but we decided that we're not going to do it because I saw it in theaters, you haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't. But I also don't want to take notes on this movie in the theater. Same, same.
1: That's the. I think I like compiling some notes before we go into these. So I, I thought it would be kind of weird to take notes while we're in the theater. You know, just be on your phone the whole time or whatever. So.
0: And so, what we're going to do, what we decide that we're going to do instead, is we're going to do it when it comes out on Blu-ray or when it's you know on on demand or whatever. When it's whenever it's more readily available, we can watch it at home. Yeah, for and, sure. And take notes on it that way. Was it good though? Do you like it? I really liked it. I don't know if I, could, if I want to say the first one. I like the first one more because, I mean, this one is really good. This one leaves me wanting more, which is oh, good. Oh, cool, that's good. The good thing is that it doesn't. Like, there's nothing in there that I think there's too much of. It's not like I'm like, oh, I wish that, you know, they had more of this instead of that other thing. It's just like I wish that there was just more of this movie. What's sort was of it long? interesting. How long was it? No, it's, like, it's about the same as the first one. It's like probably a little over an hour and a half. Okay, not bad. What's sort of interesting, and I guess it, it makes sense to sort of make a new movie as opposed to just make a rehash of the old movie, is that Neighbors 2, a lot... I mean, aside from like the real core characters, so Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne... Everybody's back.
1: We were talking about this. Zac Efron, yeah. right?
0: Aside from them, everybody's back, but they're sort of in the background. I mean, really, it's like the core group... And then there's the sorority, who's led by Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. And so it's pretty much just those two groups. So like all the side characters are back. Like Hannibal's back as the cop. Lisa Kudrow's back as the dean, except I think she got a promotion since the last movie. Oh, cool. Uh, The real estate agent is back. Oh, really?
1: Awesome. That's
0: the friends are back. Like everybody's back. Like Stella's back. But they're all sort of slightly more in the background than they were. So if you're looking for all your familiar faces and loving all of them you don't really get that okay but what is there is really funny and the core group from the first movie is front and center here and it makes sense in terms of the the comedy of the world and sort of also just like the regular narrative of the world like what would have happened after the events of that happened you know they're not setting out to tell this amazing story but it makes sense you know what Zach Efron would do after that movie ends and where he would align sort of in terms of how much he liked certain people and then sort of go from there, oh, if that makes cool. sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's cool.
0: So I'm interested to, and I know you're probably going to see it in theaters sooner rather than later, so I want to talk to you about it maybe off mic or we could talk about it briefly the next episode that we do, but we'll definitely have that out probably later this year, whenever it hits Blu-rays, probably sometime before Christmas, I would guess. So Really? You think it'll take that long? Really? Is that how the, I, don't, I forget guessing, how long movies
1: take to come out on blu Four
0: Ray. or five months, probably? Uh, so, I mean, you know, yeah, October, November, maybe? That's fine. Halloween bonus. Ooh. But now that we've talked about the good movie, briefly, Let's get into this now shit we film. To talk about that awkward moment. It's awkward. It's de- it, it was definitely an
1: awkward moment for an hour and a half of how bad <sighs> this movie was.
0: It's sort of weird. Like, I don't really know how to describe it well. Watching it, you can just tell there's something off about it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they didn't do the scene takes enough times
1: for it to be like actually funny or something. It feels like they were just like, "Eh, that works." continue
0: on. And what's also weird is that in the credits, in the closing credits, they have, like, outtakes of them flubbing lines. Yeah. And even those are sort of awkward. It's just like, like, sometimes it seems like they're having fun, but it it more so seems like nobody wants to be there. Yeah,
1: yeah, it seems very forced and nobody wants to be there. That, like, they're not actually getting along. They're just, like, playing that they're getting along, even when they're not on screen. It was weird. Which
0: is sad, because aside from Neighbors, which has, you know, an all-star stacked cast this on paper looks amazing you That's know, a great cast. yeah miles teller's dope i like miles teller M- a lot michael b jordan you know young apollo creed or creed's son what i okay so when i was watching the movie you know
1: what i didn't realize there's like a scene of him sitting at the bar and i instantly realized who he was he's fucking wallace from the wire
0: and there's like wire references. I feel like throughout the yeah, yeah, movie, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. in the closing credits. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I'm saying. I it, the nod at the end with um Omar being there was really cool. But no, I was definitely like. Oh shit! And he's he's the kid from the wire. I didn't even realize it. I, like even knowing of what Creed or whatever he was in something else that I saw in his movies, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was him too. But like this movie was the first one I realized it was the kid from the wire. He was like one of my favorite characters in the wire. So it was really heartbreaking to watch him play this shit role.
0: So you have the three of them. You have Imogen Poots, who I really like. And is adorable. Best you know, name him ever. Sense? the name. You have Mackenzie Davis, who's sort of the star of Halt and Catch Fire. She's really good in other stuff. Which one, which she, one was she? She's the one that Miles Teller's okay, with. Okay, cool. So the five of them, I really, really like in other things. You know, they've all been in some of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's Whiplash just here, was amazing,
1: dude. Like, killer movie. It, it was really hard for me to watch Miles Teller try to be a douchebag the entire movie knowing how good of an actor he was in Whiplash.
0: The knock against him, sort of, is that in the Divergent movies, apparently he's talked about how that he just did it for the money, he doesn't really care, you know, from the second movie on, he was sort of checked out on set, so it, it, I feel like he's the type of actor that when he's really committed to something like Whiplash or like the Spectacular Now or things, he can be really, really good. Yeah. But when he's not into it, it's painful to watch Yeah, him. you can see it's
1: like really hollow watching him. He's just like delivering the lines but it feels empty
0: he's so bad here (laughs) and he's not only is like the actor not really giving a shit but like the character is the worst character too like nothing is going
1: yeah it's weird they like cast it i mean like I actually would expect that this would be more of a Zac Efron kind of role because he kind of plays this, like, I get all the girls douchebag and, like, very confident, which, I mean, Zac Efron's a little bit the same in the movie, but it just feels really
0: weird to see Miles Teller kind of play like a Playboy situation. Like, it's confused me. There's one point in the movie where I think it's just meant as a joke, but it's toward the end where he's, like, you know, as the most handsome guy in this apartment, and I'm like, that's, like, objectively not true. Like, both Zac Efron and <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan know, are better right. looking than you.
1: Even, even as a straight dude, you're like, mm, nah, don't think that works. <laughs> like,
0: like I, I was talking to somebody recently, I don't remember who it was, but I said that I couldn't be gay because I don't, like, I, I don't even know how to begin to, like, know what girls find attractive in men, but I can tell that he's not He's not miles teller.
1: yeah agreed this is like the whole fucking scene that they have where zach efron and miles teller talk about could they be would they gay date that was a and really says, weird and scene he says to no
0: to zach efron and it's just like no you wouldn't i mean that's like the one thing that i know that like people wouldn't say no to zach efron but in this movie again people are saying no to zach efron like it's weird
1: yeah yeah they I, I guess they're trying to downplay his pretty boyness with the writing or something, but I don't know. If this was me and I was a writer, I had Zach Ephron in a movie, I would put so many references in there to like tell every other cast member that they were beautiful and to shit on Zach Ephron. <laughs> like so you're just
0: nagging Zach Yeah, Efron all the
1: time. yeah. I mean, as a joke to myself like I would never release that or tell anybody that besides like my friends, but like when the movie came out, you'd be like, dude, they're like really shitting on Zach Ephron here. <laughs> like he's like a really good-looking dude, and like this guy keeps like just saying
0: mean shit about him like
1: it would just be funny to me, not because I don't like Zac Efron, just because I think it would be really funny to have Miles Teller be like, you're an ugly fuck, you know? like.
0: <laughs> right. So in terms of, in that regard, there's the two things that we've seen pretty much in all the Zac Efron movies that we've seen so far. Shirtless. Uh, shirtless which we get a lot of yeah. and then the other thing that doesn't happen in this movie i don't think i don't remember anybody creatively describing how he looks oh no i know yeah i was really
1: sad about that i mean the closest is like again the like the gay scene where he says like oh you'd definitely be like the the prettiest girl i slept with or something but no nobody... he says
0: like top top three prettiest girls i've ever slept with
1: yeah but yeah you're right like i wanted i wanted a nice description maybe have um the kid from creed describe <laughs> they talk about his dick a lot so i mean i guess that's how close we got
0: and the, but the, a side note is that there is another one of those great descriptions in neighbors Two that there, somebody describes him uh in a really great oh, i can't wait so it's it's, it's worth <laughs> that's worth watching for <laughs> um awesome. so we don't get that but we do get lots of shirtless Zac Efron. there is the scene after they take viagra because it's nothing funnier than erections they're trying to pee like they're Dude, both i totally all,
1: missed that part or like I was so mentally checked out by how bad this movie was that like I didn't get that they had taken Viagra until they were both on top of the toilets and I was like, What are they doing? And then I was like, Oh, I guess maybe and then they were like, so... Yeah, we took Viagra and I was like, Oh, I totally missed that part of the movie and just wasn't I, like watching it, just wasn't paying attention.
0: The only reason I knew that they took Viagra is because that was like the main joke in the trailer. Like in the movie, See, yeah, I do not remember like, from the they're... trailer
1: and I watched that for like four or five times.
0: As they're going out, like in the movie, it's just like, Oh, we just drugged you. Like it's 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 so underplayed. That I think like I didn't catch it in there, but I, I heard one thing that made reference to it, and I was like, oh right, I remember that from the trailer. But that's it. It's so underplayed in the movie that yeah, like, even if you're not really checked out, it's still... I don't think it's well-written enough to be like... No, the oh, movie's
1: okay. terribly written in this in this way. The same thing with, like, I felt about the Thanksgiving thing. They're, like, all of a sudden at a party, and I don't... I didn't remember how they got there, and then they were, like... <laughs> and then they, like, had a remind. Like, when Zach Efron comes out, he's like, oh, happy Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, that's why they're all together here. Like, there's so many times in the movie like i just like missed like a key chunk of them moving somewhere and like changing setting and it would be like oh like what the fuck just happened
0: well this is a movie that i really honestly don't know how long or how short of a time period it takes place in because it seems like it could be close to a year or aside from the time jumps like two weeks like it's it's, yeah it feels feels like it feels like
1: a a, maybe about a month to me i think that would be like the most appropriate time like it seems like just about a month 'Cause he's you know, like he's like in the odds with his ex wife, but I mean like I have no scale or anything to base that off of. It just felt like a month to me.
0: But then like they jump forward like I don't I don't know, it's it's weird. They jump forward like at the end, like they jumped two, two months later. I don't I don't understand. It's yeah. it, nothing nothing's really well written or clear enough here to sort of know for sure when things happen. Everything about
1: this movie was pretty bad.
0: Like the dialogue was fucking terrible, the
1: scenes were bad, the acting was bad. I was I was really confused. This was a movie where I couldn't tell if it's because we've gone back far enough that we're starting to see the bad side of Efron's acting or if just the dialogue was such shit that it made him seem like a bad actor. And I and like as I was watching through it, I was trying to decide whether or not that it was one or the other. I think I came to the conclusion that it was just really, really bad dialogue. Because there's like moments where he's like pretty funny or something, you know, or you could see like him being—he's a per- he seems personable, you know. So like, it it seems like he would be fun. There's some scenes where he's like with the girl that seem fun, but then the lines that come out of his mouth are just so bad.
0: I really do think that it's the writing. I don't think it's him. Yeah. I think that this movie would be a lot better if they replaced Miles Teller. I mean, I don't think it would be a good movie. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. But if they just got him out of there, you know, there'd be better chemistry between the, the characters, and, you know, you wouldn't hate everything that's happening they on screen. Like a,
1: they need, like, another bro in this. Like, they, like I, you know, like, I love Miles Teller, and, like, I'm glad that he was kind of casted as a bro, but you need just, like, you know, another, the kids from Dirty Grandpa. You need Maverick and Goose. Fat Goose <laughs> is what you need to, like, play the third guy, you know?
0: Well, what's also really weird about this movie is that the whole sort of point of it is that they're, like, they're basically, you know, three best friends. Michael B. Jordan, I, I also don't get a sense of how old they're supposed to be. I guess they're just supposed to be, like, twenty-somethings, t- young twenty, young yeah. to mid-20s. But Michael B. Jordan is married to start off the movie. His wife is divorcing him because she's cheating on him with her divorce lawyer or something like that. So the whole point of the movie is that they're they're such good friends that they're not going to, Miles Teller and Zac Efron, are not going to date anyone until Michael B. Jordan is ready to date someone too. They're taking this vow, not a celibacy. Yeah,
1: a singularity pact.
0: But they're just going to, like, hook up with girls instead of, you know, going to that next step because they can't, you know, like, Michael B. Jordan's not ready to date yet, but, like, they're not going to, like, you know, not have sex with girls. They're just not going to date girls. And so they have their roster. They have their squad. Whatever, like, demeaning terms they throw out towards girls, you know, they're not going to just stop hooking up with girls. They are going to just not date anyone. But then then they have, like, these
1: weird guidelines of what dating is.
0: You can't see them more than twice in a week. Yeah. You can't make eye contact with them, apparently. I don't, I don't know how that works.
1: It's all real weird. <laughs> women but... will look into your soul if you make eye contact.
0: They'll know. Like, the weirdest thing is that like they're supposed to be like these best friends who would do anything for each other, right? But they're not, Except... they don't really seem like friends. Okay. They don't hang out. Like yeah. They're never together. They're always with girls in the movie.
1: The whole dynamic of their relationship seemed like something that a group of women wrote what they think guys hanging out is so as i was watching the movie i would like realize that they were talking a lot about like girls that they like were you know like trying to hook up with and stuff and they were talking too much like i don't know if the people that were writing this have never actually hung out with three dudes before but there would be like (laughs) a lot less talking it would just be like a lot of them just like actually playing video games and the shit talking would be like more mean like, there would be less of, like, oh, your dick looked like a carrot. You'd be like, you're a dumb fuck. It would be a little bit more edgy. Oh, but that was, that comes kind of the one part that I had in my notes, which is, like, the truest part of the movie for me, um, Michael B. Jordan keeps calling the girl Glasses Girl, and they're totally okay with that. Like, they don't need to know her name. <laughs> like, that was like, I was like, oh, good, okay, finally, there's definitely some man influence in here. Just calling her Glasses Girl, like, if you're talking with your friends, you'd be like, yeah, Glasses Chick. You'd be like, oh, yeah, for sure. Nobody would ever need to know her name.
0: That poor girl... Is the most degraded of anyone. Oh in this yeah,
1: movie. for sure.
0: Because not only does she, like, I, I'm sure she says her name when she meets Michael B. Jordan. I mean, I I'm not sure because I mean, this movie, I wouldn't put it past this movie to like Never just not name give her or, a name. Yeah. But you know she's basically either known as Glasses Girl or like Coat Girl because Michael B. Jordan was sitting on her coat. You know, months later at the end of the movie, when Michael B. Jordan is finally ready to date again, he gives her a call because she gives him her number. Yeah, and she's like, you know, call me when you're ready, which is like you know a cute little gesture or whatever. Yeah. But then it's it seems like the message that the movie gives is that she's been waiting for his call for months. <laughs> yeah. And she like she basically <laughs> is willing is just to drop paused. everything. It's just pause for this guy. <laughs> And she's like, what took you so long to call? Like, guys don't usually take that long to call. And he's just like, hey, man, I have some things to work through. And then, like, it just seems like, okay, like, they're dating now. Like, it's <laughs> it's insane.
1: Yeah, I definitely think this, there was a lot of women Right? I mean, I don't know if there was women writers, but there was a lot of female input in how this movie was played out. I guess maybe we, maybe we just don't watch enough romantic comedies, at least I don't, to, like, see a movie that the vision comes purely through a woman's mind and movies that are made for women they're like, I, I guess I just don't watch enough of these. Like, I watch Lifetime movies, but, like, I just think those are hilarious. Like, not, like, a movie that was trying to actually show you and give young girls what they imagine they want in a movie.
0: I found out while we were doing Cage Club and we watched every Nicolas Cage movie that I apparently love rom-coms. Oh, cool. Um, my <laughs> My favorite nick cage genre is rom-com cage there's something about just i don't know i don't know if it's just Some movies that he played did. With, dude
1: yeah i mean i get it it,
0: it works for him yeah. and i loved it this movie is in that regard terrible and i'm and as you were talking i'm trying to figure out i don't know who this is for because it's definitely not for guys to watch. Definitely there's not. Nothing yeah, because like we
1: like watching this for us is like, I mean, for me it was just fucking painful. Like, I never want to see
0: this movie again.
1: Like, it's that bad, and not even like you know funny, bad or like good. It's just bad.
0: I mean, this this might sound stereotypical, but like, there's not even there's no boobs. Like, there's nothing for anybody to latch onto. You know what I mean? And like, and yeah. for girls, like the girls are push to the background. The whole thing is that these guys are so. And the you girls know, seem
1: like they're getting like stepped on the whole movie yeah. like, there's not even like any female empowerment or like you know like they don't like get the guys and like convince them to settle down or anything even you know it kind of just like they let them do this and like the one chick's the wingman i don't the think whole, it's for women either you're right
0: the whole point of the movie or the whole sort of you know story of the movie is that they're so invested in their own bro code that they're willing to forego their own happiness and just make sure they don't lose this bet that they made, or whatever, that they're not going to date anybody.
1: Which is a cool premise. I mean, this could have been really funny. This could be like the masturbation bet on Seinfeld, you know? Like, it's close to that, and I expected it to actually be funny. Like, they could have played this out. Like, if you had Seth Rogen in there, and it was like they were really trying to not get laid, you could have made it really funny. You know, like, you put them in a strip club, you, like, actually get some hookers around, like, they start fucking with each other. Like, this could have been really fun.
0: By the end of the movie, they're all at a place where they're all really happy with a girl. None of them are willing to admit it because of that these women are just nothing but objects of their sort of Hiding in the background. Zach Efron is with Imogen Poots, and like she's sort of the only kind of redeeming. Like, she, to me, she's the only one in this movie that I'm enjoying at all. And like, it's rare because she's so poorly written. Yeah. But, you know, he's happy with her, and she's like the best girl in this movie. Miles Teller starts dating or sleeping with, not dating, because dating's the whole point. You can't do that. (laughs) He starts sleeping with their friend, who's their wingman, and she is pretty cool. Michael B. Jordan gets back. Temporarily with his ex-wife, and he's sort of in a happy place. They're all fulfilled emotionally, and none of them are willing to admit it. And it's just like, oh, because everything is just messed up. Yeah, like, this is why I think it's that, not even that, that close this to was good. like
1: made for women because it's just like I've never felt so disappointed in the male race than like watching this movie. Like, do you guys really see us as this dumb? You know, three <laughs> dudes that were like in like a sick spot have like awesome, dope girl, like pretty cool girlfriends. You know, and they're just like, you know what? fuck that we're going to we're still single like to like win a bet seriously i don't think that would ever happen
0: it's oh it's it's. i mean it, it's just it's just bad it's just real uncomfortable like it's just like nothing about it is realistic and nothing about no. it is well written and nothing about it is appealing to sort of anybody no no
1: definitely not i don't know what the target audience is for this now that i'm thinking about it maybe like 60 year old women or something
0: like like it's not a date movie because it's definitely about, not I think, it's like
1: it's I a think, bad think, date movie this could like, be, like, what's really? that
0: awkward that awkward moment is like when you need to decide i guess when you need to Decide if like the girl you're hanging out with is Yeah, this is what he's saying. This is
1: like this is the beginning with the so moment. Like so what are we? That's what they're which is
0: also the last word of the movie. It ends with so.
1: Yeah, it like begins
0: with so, ends with so. That was kind of cool, I guess. <sighs> no, I mean, that's just lazy. I mean, it's, it's just like, that's like screenwriting 101. It like could have, no, it could
1: have, I mean, it could have been cool, but like, yeah, you're right. It's bad that we're talking that this, I think that this is a redeeming quality of the movie, is that they begin and end with so. Like, that's how bad it is.
0: So I'm going back through my notes and I'm trying to figure out, I was trying to see what I didn't like about this movie and I realized that, I, I, coined, I coined a term, Kick it. and it's not necessarily creative, but Kick it. <laughs> One of the really early problems, quote unquote problems in this movie, is that Miles Teller is reading like New Yorker magazine or something. And there's an article about how there's all these like upscale hookers just at all these like east side. Yeah, yeah. okay. Bars. I remember this, yeah. And so, like, how can you tell, because they're all dressing like hipsters now, like, you know, that you won't even know, but, like, they wear long boots, and, like, when you go back to their place, they have, like, drawers full of condoms. Zach Efron picks up Imogen Poots at this bar, he sort of rescues her. It seems like he's rescuing her, but it turns out that she doesn't need to be rescued, like, she was going to tell that like, guy off one way or the other. Yeah. And okay. they go back to the, her apartment, and they have sex. And he has hooker and, signs. And he finds all she these She falls asleep, or she, he sees around, he sees the long boots, he sees, like, boxes of condoms, and he goes to the bathroom to call Miles Teller when he's, this is when he's horizontally peeing and completely naked. And he's like, I think she's a hooker. And he's like, man, get out of there. Get out of there. This is the start of many, many things that I call millemmas. They're just millennial dilemmas. Like ah, they are yeah. the stupidest things, like things that you should yeah. not worry about. But they're all just things that are like huh. are the most important and the worst thing in the world. Like, oh my God, yeah, this in girl. In this moment, morning, like, I might have banged almost, a hooker and she might She's certainly a dilemma. Yeah. She's certainly a hooker
1: yeah oh uh, i like that
0: like two scenes later michael b jordan is on his phone he's just like guys my wife's relationships that has changed he's he, saying, no, no it didn't
1: even change she just took it now down. It says nothing. yeah yeah you're right and so that's
0: a that's a dilemma oh, and then you know i
1: didn't even tie all these together i guess we're Zac just Cameron so used being spoon-fed bullshit <laughs> <laughs>
0: Zach Efron shows up to work because he works with Miles Teller, and they're, like, I guess, like, graphic designers?
1: Yeah, they're, like, graphic designers at a company that mostly does book covers. Covers for I books, guess. yeah.
0: And also, like, what's frustrating about this movie is that, like, they're so lazy, but also at the same time, like, effortlessly good at their job. Yeah, like, yeah, that's really disappointing. Work, and they just, like, spin some bullshit, and they're like, yeah, you gave us all these books, but, like, we don't need those because, like, anybody can get inspiration from those. Zach like. Efron
1: can just draw it right now. Like
0: And he's just like what do what do women like? Shopping. What 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 do women like shopping for? Shoes. And the girls like, the guy
1: yelling dick dick." in that in that scene, he was like women's brains lit up like candles when they saw a picture of and the guy goes, Penises and I was just like, Yes, that was I think that was the only time I chuckled throughout the whole movie but just because dick jokes make me laugh, so
0: They're graphic designers, and then, like, the the day after, Zach Efron sleeps with Imogen Poots and then sneaks out of her apartment without saying goodbye. So she's got the boots, she's got the condom, she's got an envelope full of cash, and she later in the movie, I mean, in this after this scene that I'm about to describe, she explains all those things, but, you know, surprise, surprise, she shows up to work because she's got this book coming. I know. In.
1: Huge surprise. And Crazy movie. So, like, now
0: this girl that you just slept with that you just basically dined and dashed you know what i mean like did not say goodbye yeah another dilemma it's just like oh like you know new york uh... is such a
1: small town look at all the coincidences (laughs) you bang a girl the next day she shows up at your job and you have to do work for her crazy this doesn't even happen
0: in like fucking iowa
1: like i promise like in the middle of nowhere that this would not happen
0: and what's really, I guess, supposed to be humor is that, you know, he called Miles Teller on the phone and was just like, I think I'm with a hooker, and he says, get out of there, and then when she's in the office, he just writes on a piece of paper, he says, hooker, and he draws an arrow to her, and slides the paper over, and he, Miles Teller's like, oh my god, like, that's her, like, no way, bro, and just like, oh, get it, it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh man. And so, like, he pulls her aside, and then, like, without holding anything back, he's like, Hey, you know, I left last night because I thought you were a hooker, and she's like, "Yeah, what? that's
1: like a dope way to like to try to fix this with a girl." You it's know just... what? I think I would have used that move. That's that's a pretty just solid. Tell move. her the truth. Yeah, just just fucking tell her the truth, man. Be like, me and my friend were talking, and we thought you were a hooker, and I pieced because I thought you were a hooker. Like, I think that would have worked. I, that's probably the smartest movie he could have done.
0: You know, she she storms off, and you know that because this is a movie, and because Zac Efron's the star, that they're going to get back together. For sure. Especially after he draws her a terribly drawn three-strip comic panel and sends it to her. Oh, I missed it's this just part.
1: Like, I, I didn't even know that this happened in the movie. He draws
0: <laughs> her and frames a three-strip comic panel where it's like, I don't remember the first, it's something like, you know, he apologizes and hands her flowers and then she's holding the flowers in the second panel and the third one she's like, I accept your apology. Let's go get a coffee or something. <laughs> and she gets that and like, Oh, okay, now they're just together now. Like that's like it doesn't matter that, you know, he had sex with her and left or that he called her a hooker or that, you know, he degraded her in any number of ways yeah. just because he did this like one little semi cute gesture, like, you know, they're 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 together now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's really funny. Uh, yeah, I totally missed this comic. Really weird. I, I see again. Like I like I just drift off mentally, and I couldn't piece together how they like. I thought that after he called her a hooker, they were like cool, and they just like stayed together. I totally missed. No, like part. she she
0: gets pissed off. Yeah, and she he was slips, like half mad. I guess she slips him a note that says "Go fuck yourself," and she sort of storms off. But then he mails her, or gives her, or delivers her, whatever this comic strip, and that's all it takes to win her back over. Cool later in the movie when they are sort of, you know, not officially because he can't officially date her, but, like, when they're dating later in the movie and then her dad dies, this guy that Zac Efron bonded with. Oh, happens. yeah, they have, like, like I think
1: the dad was one of the coolest characters in the movie. You know, like, I can definitely see that. Like, it was a cool scene. You know, Zach Efron comes in dressed like an idiot, but he didn't understand. And, like, you know, kids dating your daughter. But this is when I thought that it couldn't possibly be the writing that's bad for Zac Efron because seeing him play through the like wearing the strap on and like rock out with your cock out shirt and talking to the dad, it seemed so genuine and easy. I was like, oh, this is so much better. There's the Zac Efron that I remember. That, you know, you see these tidbits that we saw in Neighbors and Waif and all these movies that, like, he actually isn't a bad actor. And he gets a lot, he just, like, plays well with other people, you know?
0: And, well, I mean, like, to to sort of follow that up, at the end of the movie, when they're at the book reading, and it's, like, the biggest Hollywood cliche, but, like, he sort of tries to win her back by, like, quote-unquote reading from his book, and he just, like, recounts how they met it's cliche and it's not original and it's just sort of like this is exactly what we all knew was going to happen but like just the way that he delivers it like there is real emotion there and like he's actually you know in the in scene him, like, yes the writing yeah.
1: the lines are still terrible but he is not bad in that scene I agree
0: so it's there is stuff like when he's able to like get anything from the writing I think like he he makes a bad movie bearable like I don't know yeah. if say good but it's like the highlights of this bad movie
1: yeah I, I also didn't like the things that they were doing two things that i notice is i don't like this like back and forth like they do in that scene where they like kind of like continue each other's sentences that they did when they first met. to this this just feels
0: but i mean that's how you know that they're perfect for each other
1: yeah but you could do like the stepbrothers (laughs) like we finish each other's sentences you know what i mean like yeah it's really bad i mean like i get that like i guess rachel and i might do stuff like that but not like Well, the
0: problem is the problem is that the writer is writing cliches but not winking like he's like oh like this is something that like it's cute you guys are just gonna think it's cute like you're not gonna think anything more about it i feel like the whole movie is that he's not treating the audience with any level of respect or intelligence yes
1: yes that's i think you've hit it i think that's the key
0: and it's just it's there's just bad n- there's like, no just like, respect
1: for the audience that we're just treated like the dumbest fucks that have ever seen a movie and just being spoon-fed just like cliche bullshit the whole time
0: like if you'd never seen the movie you might like this more but like if you've seen any movie that's even remotely like this you'd be like yes. oh this is just a knockoff of everything yes yes yes
1: the other thing on this note, was with the dick jokes, we see the same thing that happened in Neighbors between uh, Little Franco and Zef, where they do the back-and-forth joke things that go on just, like, a hair too long, and they, like, let them run out. And you even get this, like, at the end of the credits, and, like, again, like, what is it that, like, lends Zac Efron to this? I hope that it's not him that wants to do these, like, back-and-forth shitty joke montages.
0: I don't think it's (sighs) him. I think it's... I don't know, but yeah, like there's. This is I don't now. Know, this, this is, is like, like the second or
1: third movie we've seen him do this in.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I don't think it's him. I think it's just a coincidence. But like, what's weird is that like I don't remember like a lot of these scenes in the sort of the bloopers. I don't remember those scenes as actual scenes. Oh, in Oh yeah, movie.
1: same. Agreed. Like totally so... agreed.
0: There's so much were... stuff that they cut out.
1: Yeah, apparently. Like, the scene with Omar on the couch, I was like, I think that was in there. They were in a different apartment when they were playing video games. Like, they definitely weren't in that one.
0: And, like, the first deleted scene where Michael B. Jordan, like, just got out of a shower and he's in a towel. I'm like, there's nothing even close to that in this entire movie. No, there was.
1: No, I remember was that there? one. Yeah, that's the first time that he says he was jacking off with the oh. See? Like, it's weird. Like, I watched the movie, but it felt like I was, like, gliding through it. And it felt so <laughs> fucking long. It was, like, the longest movie I've ever seen.
0: I think part of that is because, like, the middle sort of third of this movie is miles teller kind of developing this relationship with Mackenzie davis and i didn't want to
1: see it all they could just cut this entire part of the movie out like i don't care and if
0: if i never hear miles teller say the word blowjob again it will be too soon like he says it so many times and it's uncomfortably it's, it's it's uncomfortable every time he says it
1: yeah it's bad yeah, and... he just like is fixy, like fixed on blowjobs throughout the whole. She's like a blowjob monster. And this is why I think that women, like some woman writer, was on this team. They're just like men are just blowjob monsters. Like it's all he can focus on. Wrap his little stupid brain around.
0: <laughs> it does seem like it's some scorn like, this is, this is gonna sound super sexist, I don't I mean like that, but yes. it seems like some scorned woman wrote this movie oh, sure. yeah. about, like, how terrible men are, but, like, a, a dude wrote it. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't get it. Maybe
1: it's even worse. Maybe it's, like, him writing a movie about what he thinks women want in a movie and he's the sexist. <laughs> That's what it is nailed it
0: but like what makes this even worse is that Mackenzie davis is really pretty and like she's super cool and she's like super good friends with them and she can play the piano like she's really talented and all this different stuff yeah she's like she's really cool Miles is just like, oh, she's not dateable, and like, <laughs> yeah. like he only sees her like, you know, this is her his 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 stupid man thing, but like he only sees her as his wingman, and like she can't be like a real person because she just helps me get laid, and it's just like, oh, like that's terrible, like in in every regard. Yo, and
1: also just like a note to everyone, if there's a chick out there that's like helping you get laid, that chick likes you. Like, I mean, like, just off the top, like, if there's a chick out there that's like, oh, she's such a great wingman, she hangs out with me all the time and, like, introduces me to other chicks, she's definitely trying to bang you, too.
0: But, like, I feel... uh... I feel like Miles Teller is not only just ignorant in that regard, but like there's that time later in the movie when Imogen Poots comes over that you know it's the second time that Zac Efron's going to see her in one day. Like, forget about one day. Yeah. It's twice in one day. And she comes over because he invites her over and then lies to them. This was my like... favorite
1: Miles Teller scene, actually. That was one of the only ones that I really enjoyed him being a dumbass in. The oh. whole, like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I'm going to have to have a fart, but I have to hold it in because I don't know if I can or not. I'm just going to get wasted. Yeah, fuck it. Invite her in. Like, I, that was the only time that I thought he was funny throughout this whole movie.
0: And she comes over, and she is, like, again, stereotypically, like, the Perfect ideal girl, of what a yeah. guy is gonna want. Yeah. Like, she comes over with an unopened bottle of scotch, and she just sits down and plays video games. Yeah, she, like, hops like, on is basically Halo. One of the bros. The
1: controller. Yeah.
0: Then she leaves, and then, like, immediately, and I don't know if this is just, like, sort of like, ball-busting or whatever, but, like, Miles Law just starts, like, ripping on her and ripping on Zac Efron It's just like, oh, no, you just don't understand anything about anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe you're just, like, a really dumb person. Yeah, dude, I, I think that, like, as much shit as your friends would talk like about the girl before she gets there if she was like yo i brought scotch let's play some fucking halo you'd be like whoa dude like you need to get married tomorrow that's awesome (laughs) like (laughs) at least that's how i think my friends would react back to like the whole who is this movie for when they get near the end of the movie zach efron's pitching to all of them he's pitching to miles teller they're like at the diner and he's like dude you know what you should really do to win her back after you were just, like, a huge dick in front of me, is that you need to make a huge public spectacle to, like, (laughs) to, to show her how much you love her. Like, run through the streets just like screaming her name this would never happen never in the history of men has another man been like you know what you need to do go tell her in front of everyone how you feel
0: about this what i love is that two, two things about that number one when my like i think it's i think he says this after this happens but like he tries to do the same thing earlier in the movie and he winds up getting hit by a taxi and then she goes to the hospital oh, wait, who gets,
1: he... who gets hit by a taxi miles teller Oh yeah, yeah, after this scene. It's like right after this scene, right? Right.
0: Okay. So yeah, yeah he, he he like takes his own advice for himself and like this puts him in the hospital, but it also gets him together with Mackenzie Davis for the rest of the movie. The funny thing is like Zach Efron is so stupid that when they're sort of dating him and Imogen Poots, they're talking on the phone like she's got this book reading or whatever and she's like, No, another week where nobody came, like bummer or whatever. Yeah. And like he does not realize, does not think until Bonasella basically tells him to his face, like, oh shit, show up at her book reading and show her some support. Yeah,
1: she's been telling you about this fucking book reading. I'm pretty bad at reading women, but that's... A fairly easy one.
0: What's amazing is that they all treat it like it's like this some hidden secret that they uncovered. They're like, "Oh, dude, like we have Nailed the it. best idea for you." Three male You're minds came go...
1: together, and we've discovered <laughs> that this is what you need to do.
0: You are going to go to her book reading and like win her over, bro. But also, what's weird at this part, this is the very, very end of the movie, is that Zac finds out by stalking her Facebook that she's got a boyfriend.
1: Yeah, yeah, where the but fuck is this dude, That dude's dude nowhere at? to be seen. I, I was thinking, is this like a new boyfriend? Because this l- lends us to the, like how, what the fuck is the time frame for this movie, but
0: well, is so this a right new boyfriend before... or is this her ex-boyfriend that was a douche? Mm. Uh, before that there is a 2 month time jump. So I think it's in that gap that she been Do they tell out us
1: that guy. it's a 2 month time jump.
0: There is a card on screen a 2 okay. months later. I I'm totally great. missed that. It's okay. It's, <laughs> <that's>, it's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think this is some dude, maybe they were just like friends or whatever, but like he's he's like, "Oh, let me let me find some more pictures of you, dude." Yeah, and then, he's like a soup but like he never, there's never an interaction with him. Like that dude just like doesn't exist anymore. But he shows up to the book reading with, of course, for some reason, Miles and Michael B. Jordan, and instead of having nobody, terrible there, move. Yeah, why would you bring these house. douchebags with you? It's a packed house. Like there's no room for anybody. And it's, like in, I guess it means two months. She went from being reading to an empty room to reading to you know what seems like all of New York City. No, I read that
1: as like she was always just dicking with him to try to get him to come to it to like show that she had people there i don't think because but you're right maybe like the book was published in this time and now she's a little bit more famous or something
0: but well because they what they do is they show her on the phone and maybe it's after they cleaned up or whatever but they show her on the phone with him she's like nobody showed up and they show like chairs in the background and just nobody's sitting there oh really so i don't know yeah i don't know if it's you know that could be like later in the night like after everybody left but I, i do get the sense that like nobody's there and then all of a sudden everybody's there
1: doesn't make any sense to my brain. To my stupid male brain. (laughs) The two of us can't piece this movie together. Dumb guys. As
0: as stupid as we might be, I'm pretty sure neither of us has ever said something as stupid as, if I set foot anywhere near that funeral, I'm dating. (laughs) I know. Yeah, that's a great line of the movie. It seems like basically immediately after he meets Imogen Poots' dad and they hit it off and her dad even says to her yes. in front of him I like this guy you know and they were like it laughing like it was a cool within moment. the next week she calls him yeah. and then calls him like he doesn't answer because he's out with his bros oh, really? Fuck and hers. then she calls back immediately and Miles Teller like answers as a prank and then he hands the phone to Zach and she he's just like Oh, her dad died. You know, to stay in this bet and to prove to his bros that, like, he's, you know, bros before hoes and, like, he's not going to cheat on his relationship with Michael B. Jordan to, like, start dating this girl, he says, if I go to her dad's funeral, it's like I'm dating her. And so he just literally does not go to her dad's yeah, funeral. Yeah, what a shitbag, right? And instead. Even if you didn't
1: like this girl, you would still, like, okay, if I'm imagining me and I have two shitbag friends and I'm a shitbag too. But, like, even if I didn't like a girl, and you were, like, hooking up with her, and her dad dies, he'd be like, fuck, I have to keep this up for, like, another month. You know? Like, like even your friends would be like, man, you're stuck. This sucks, but, like, you gotta do it, you know?
0: like. <laughs> but, like, what's crazy is that, like, he is ostensibly, like, in love with this girl. Yeah, like it's,
1: yeah, she's it's not even, like, easiest, bad, and he doesn't like her. It's the
0: easiest decision in the world.
1: Yeah, and her dad was cool, and they had, like, a moment <laughs> like, it's not like, she didn't even, like he didn't even know who her dad was or something. That's what I was like, what? Yeah, they totally just killed off the dad for drama
0: and, like... For no, for no reason. Like, the movie got unnecessarily heavy out of nowhere. It's like, how do we break them up? And it's just like, oh, her dad's going to die and he's not going to go to her funeral. Yeah, of- slammed, oh. Nailed it. And so instead of going to her funeral, it seems like everybody else in this entire movie goes to a Thanksgiving party at Mackenzie Davis's ha- family's house. Also...
1: Who the fuck has a funeral on Thanksgiving Day?
0: Apparently, somebody yeah. whose dad dies the
1: week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, but like you would either do it like the day before, maybe day after. Nobody's going to a funeral on Thanksgiving. That would be like the dude. That would be the worst Thanksgiving ever. Imagine if you like come home and everybody's like, "Oh, well, someone died. Let's all go to the funeral home now." <laughs> Like, we'll eat when we get back.
0: Like, what? Although, I guess, like, you know, if your dad dies, you're not going to really want to be in a Thanksgiving mood. So, I can see. I don't, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, but, like,
1: it's... wouldn't, like, the family together kind of, like, bring you, like, oh, like, at least you'll have your family there. You know, like, you wouldn't be in a Thanksgiving mood, but, like, the act of, like, having your family around would be kind of cool to, like, get through it. It's, like, a family moment. You don't have your dad, though, but. Kind of work through it together.
0: But instead, they all go to the, the Thanksgiving dinner at Mackenzie Davis's fa- family's house, even though she flat out asks Miles Teller, you know, what do your friends, or like, what do our friends think about our relationship? He's like, oh, they're cool with it. Like, he just doesn't tell them. And they all apparently wind up in the bathroom together. As yeah. Miles Teller and Mackenzie Davis are having sex. And they're like, wait, what's going on here? And she gets pissed. And they all leave. And Miles Teller, I guess, for comedy? walks out of the bathroom without his pants on? I enjoyed that. I mean, I guess it was supposed to
1: be comedy, but just, like, knowing what I've seen Miles Teller in and seeing him with just, like, the holding the towel over his dick thing was funny because it just, like, doesn't fit who I imagine him as at all. So that's why it was funny to me, not because it was actually funny, but just because it was like, oh, look what they made Miles Teller do. This is hilarious. <laughs> Wonder how much he got paid for this movie.
0: And this is sort of the moment where like they're all like they all sort of hate each other for one reason or another, and they're all like at each other's throats, and like they yeah, all have and, to kind and of break
1: says like, though, I bet your wife's still fucking this dude, and you're like, whoa, I thought we were cool. Like they're they're all trying to like win this bet together to be bros, but then like he just like he just drops like, I hope your wife is still fucking this dude, or maybe she's still.
0: Yeah, terrible. But it turns out that he's right. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, true. Because he finds this is the stupidest reveal that Michael B. Jordan finds in his ex wife's closet, you know, her new guy's sport coat. And he's just like, why is this here? Like, it's on, th- oh. on Thanksgiving, too. Oh, I'm just like this.
1: Oh, yeah, he. I just. I remember no, because, him bitching about the closet, and I didn't think that she let him in the closet, and I wasn't understanding what was going on there.
0: No, it's stupid because, like, it's it's not. It's, like, it's just, like, a thing that happens. Like, I was paying attention here. Like, we don't know why he gets so mad about a sport coat, because he makes Thanksgiving dinner, and then he's just, like, getting piss ass drunk on wine, and then he's, like, being real salty to her, and then. Yeah, just, this, I just got, like, the like, saltiness, What's... and
1: I thought that he was just being super insecure. I actually have it in my notes. I was, like,. Why is Wallace being so insecure? Because I didn't get that there's the support code, and I thought he was just bitching about the closet.
0: I thought he was just super upset that she was late to Thanksgiving. I was just like, dude, like, why are you <laughs> so, like, so upset she, about this? She's a
1: lawyer, man. She's pretty cool. Like, just chill. He's like,
0: oh no, you're still having sex with the lawyer. Like, and she's just like, oh, and he's like, just say it. I need you to hear. I <laughs> need to hear you say it. And she's like, I don't love you anymore. And then he walks off. <laughs> <laughs> and Zac Efron, like, wins his heart back over by bringing him scotch and ice cream. And, like, they're bros again. Like, they're good for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's pretty realistic.
1: Like, if you got into a fight with your friend you, like, bring over ice cream and scotch, I think he would be like, okay, cool. We're good now.
0: <laughs> Thanks. But then, like, we because to the three guys. And, like, Miles Teller, like, complete one of Just, like, guys, like, love being in a relationship. Like, I can't believe you two are still out there Yeah. Chasing. But he's also, like, I miss doing the thing. Like, as in going out to bars and just, like, hooking up with random girls. Oh no, no! He says that before. He says that before, and that's when he gets hit by the ambulance. Like he's like, you know, I missed like I, I missed. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. You're right. But then, yeah. So then he, later, he's like, when he's just like, I can't believe you guys are like single. Like I can't. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like I can't believe any of this movie ever happened. Like, <laughs> any of us doing anything? Yeah.
1: Poor Miles Teller. I'm so glad that they somehow put faith in him for Whiplash. I just re- I, I imagine that the casting directors of Whiplash have never seen this movie. <laughs> like if they would have watched this at all, they would have been like, we need to find anybody else but this
0: kid like i want to look back so he was, i guess he was in Pro- was he one of the leads in project x i never saw project x neither have i maybe we should watch He it. is no he's not one of the. Well, he's like well he's like top 10 so he's like sort of in it but then he was in spectacular now 21 and over whiplash i don't know what 21 and over is but spectacular now and whiplash are both amazing then he's in that awkward moment divergent two night stand which is basically this movie the sequel i think
1: oh really insurgent
0: fantastic four allegiant get a job I mean, I've seen almost all those, and like they're all bad. Like, yeah. it's just the Divergent one's
1: are fucking terrible, dude. I watched through those as, like to satisfy my shitty movie itch, and I, those are at least bad enough that they're good. Like, they're laughable. Like, I can laugh.
0: I at like. Them. I disagree. I genuinely like the first one, but I saw the second one. And I was just like, oh, this is real bad. Yeah, you know what? It. You're right.
1: I did. I saw the first one and the second one, and the first one was like, oh, this is enjoyable because it's so bad, and the second one was just like, I just wanted to end. You're right.
0: But like, even with my sort of movie OCD, I was like, I don't want to see the third one. Like, I don't. Have enough interest <laughs> to like That's spend another really two hours bad? And, like, yeah,
1: this. you're a finisher. I'm not like it's, <laughs> for you. To, yeah, you are. Like if you started it, I'm surprised you don't want to watch the third one just to like be like I'm done with this.
0: No, I'm just I'm just done with it now. Like it's just ugh. But yeah, so it's, it's what's weird is that like I have like such because he's so good in Whiplash and I love Spectacular now. And it's I need to Spectacular like,
1: now. I'd never seen it. It's,
0: it's him and Shailene Woodley, and Bob Odenkirk is in it. And like, it's oh, just, really? it's like, yeah, it's so, it's like a great, great, great coming of age story. Oh, cool! And that's the first thing I think I saw him in, and I was just like, oh, this kid's amazing. And then, like you know, Whiplash, I knew was coming out. You know, he's, I liked, I like Divergent enough. So I was just like, oh, like this kid's on a roll. And then, literally, everything he's done since Whiplash has been bad. Was and this before it's, or after Whiplash?
1: That awkward moment.
0: It's the same year. Oh, I God. think this came out. I don't know. I like. I think this movie came out like in February, and I think Whiplash came out. It was like summer, later, so. right? Yeah. He was not cast in Whiplash with them knowing about this movie. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and didn't they shoot Whiplash like really quickly? I thought that it was shot in like a couple of weeks or something.
0: I believe it. Yeah, it wasn't
1: like a very very like long time on screen. I think that they was like start to end like less than three months. I, I don't know why I remember that, but I feel like I read that somewhere.
0: Like it's weird to think that like this is the Miles Teller like this is these are the kind of movies he makes like I just saw Get a Job which is stacked with great people that we love like it's him and it's Anna Kendrick and it's Brian Cranston and it's like all oh, really? these different people and it's so bad it's so bad and it's just like I don't understand to this
1: type of bullshit like how like who are their agents and like how much are they getting paid to really do horrible films like this like does nobody read the like the scripts before they do them or is it like am i missing something where like the scripts were really good but like it just doesn't play out or something
0: here is get a job it's anna kendrick allison brie miles teller brian cranston mick Marsha gay God. harden john c mcginley it's like all these people like this should be a great movie that i love and it's just it's bad all flat,
1: yeah it happens. But, 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 like,
0: you know, Zac Efron, we are obviously doing this for him because we have a fascination with We Are Your Friends. He's sort of up and down. I mean, we've seen him in the good stuff. And then Michael B. Jordan is, like, consistently terrific. Like, good, he's yeah. Great, he's great. fucking Wallace on the wire. Yeah, like, everything I've seen him in is great. Great in Fruitvale Station. I mean, he's just, like, the man. And, like, this movie just came together and it's just, ugh, yeah. woof. Yeah, it's bad. Buzz your girlfriend, Wolf for sure. <laughs> This movie is uglier than Buzz's girlfriend. For sure. It's bad. I don't even
1: want to see a picture of it again.
0: I think I've talked enough about this movie, and I think i pretty much covered everything I wanted to cover in my notes. Is there anything else that we did not talk about that you want to mention?
1: I think the only way this movie could have like more closure is if they would have actually brought Wallace, what's his name, Michael B. Jordan and his wife back together. Their edginess was that he's not back with her. <laughs> Right. I was like, oh man, if they want to make this even more stereotypical and cliche, they should like have them get back together, but they chose not to do that to like keep it
0: fresh. I don't I don't know if this is true, but like it almost feels like he's the only one of this group that like has any kind of personal growth. Agreed. Miles Teller's character arc is that he realizes that he's in love with his friend. Zac Efron, he decides that he's ready for a relationship. And Michael B. Jordan just has to sort of get over his Divorce. ex-wife. yeah. Yeah, it's not like he really grows, but he is the only one that sort of has anything to do
1: millennia millennials millennials what did you what's your keyword Molema. millemmas yeah dude that's all it was it's like am i ready for a relationship or not it's like we'll f- spend this whole hour and <laughs> a half trying to, to figure it
0: out at least the movie is short i mean it doesn't feel short no. but at least it's only like if this movie was like two oh, out like this is dirty grandpa leaves just like murder me now yeah i would have blew my like, brains out Like, if I had to do another 35 or 40 minutes of this, I would not trust this script or the screenwriter to deliver anything worth watching. No. I hope that they actually do a sequel. This is, like, a
1: perfect movie for a sequel for me. I expect the sequel to be so bad that it would be good.
0: Later that year, that same year, Miles Teller starred in this movie called Two Night Stand, which is a snowstorm forces two people who made an online connection to unwillingly extend their one-night stand as a blizzard goes through the night. Nice. Yeah, and so it's, maybe this it's is sort of another sequel. one, like, it's another dilemma, like, you know, oh, I just met this girl on Tinder and, like, banging it out, but now she's trapped <laughs> in an apartment. Like, how are we going to get through another night? She's like, oh, she's just another human being that you can just spend 24 more hours with. Yeah. Like, that's the end. Like, that's the, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, like
1: terrible in,
0: premise. <laughs> in that movie, I've never seen that movie, and I never will, but in that movie and this movie, just, like, treat them like people, and you're, you're fine. <laughs> it's just yeah, like that's it's as simple as that yeah malemnious man as we learn from bill and ted just be excellent to each other amen truth any last thoughts or are we no we that's good, good. that's all this i can talk us.
1: about I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to put this behind us
0: so the next movie that we're going to do is parkland and this is a movie that i don't know anything about but the co-host of cage club and kiana club mike manzi is going to be on we're gonna have a guest oh, cool. for this one i don't know so the next movies that are coming out are parkland at Any Price, The Paperboy, and The Lucky One, which I know nothing about any of them. No,
1: same. I'm just glad that we're still far away from Charlie St. Cloud, because I imagine that that one's going to be just as bad as this. So. Oh, you
0: know what's really weird? When I was describing Movie 43 to you, you're like, is it one of those where just everybody like sort of crosses paths? Apparently, Zac Efron was in New Year's Eve, which I did not know... And what's crazy the way that it works out is that movie we're going to release on January 1st. Like that is perfect oh, like, fucking we'll have, awesome.
1: How We'll have to put that out
0: on New Year's Eve. But that's For sure. that's wonderful. That's perfect timing. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's really cool. See, Zack Attack was meant to be, guys. It's it's meant <laughs> to Zach
1: be. Zack Attack, the stars aligned, the universe gave us Zack Attack
0: sometimes we are going to be better than this and <laughs> December 31st we're going to be better than this we don't really usually comment on the outro music but the outro music for this episode is going to be apparently Mackenzie Davis singing a song that I do not remember her singing in the movie yeah. but it's on the soundtrack so enjoy that <laughs> so for all things Zack Attack and like I was mentioning earlier you know Cage Club, Keanu Club, all sorts of movie podcasts you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub find out everything we're doing everything we've done all sorts of fun stuff i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and we'll see you next time on zach attack
1: now listen honey while i say how can you fix your mind to say you're going away Don't say that we must part Don't break my aching heart